Well, hello there. This is Matt Rogers from the podcast For Those About to Pod. We salute you. I'm very pleased to be joined by Untamed Silence. How are you doing, guys? Hey. Awesome. Nice to see you. Um, got an exciting few months coming up. I've been reading your the plans you've got. Uh, tell us about it. What's going on? Me? <laughs> um, yes. Well, the, I suppose the most exciting bit in the next few months is the tour with Saxon, which we're doing in November. Yeah. So, well, we're kind of all fairly over the moon about that, aren't we? Very much so, yeah. 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 That's the big biggie for us coming up. Three nights. Three nights, yeah. On, aren't we? Trying to remember the dates now. Um, 22nd, 23rd and 25th of November. Yeah. Hull City Hall, York Barbican, Leicester, De Montfort. Fantastic. Good that, venues. Very good venues, yeah. Yeah, big and Diamond Head, of course, are playing as well. Yeah. Yes, don't forget Diamond Head. Yeah, the Diamond Head. Band. My favourite band, indeed. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, <laughs> say hi to them for me. Um, yeah, some, some big venues. Uh, two iconic bands. I mean, wow, what, what company are you going to be you know, keeping, rubbing shoulders with... Saxon and Diamond Head. It's going to be fantastic. Um, uh, how are you feeling about it? Really, really excited. A little bit of nerves, but Obviously. excitement nerves. Like mm. It's just sort of like waiting for it to happen. It's not going to sink in until it's got there and on the first night, you know. Yeah. It's not quite sunk in yet. <laughs> Seeing the crowds and yeah. huge, a, huge beer systems. It's a bit like being a five-year-old on Christmas Eve <laughs> for like the next four months. <laughs> But before then, you've got uh, you've got an EP coming out, which is good timing for your for your dates with Saxon. Tell us about the EP. Um, it's sort of been a long time coming, hasn't it? We we kind of got tripped up with COVID a bit. Um, we just started writing. We had the ideas written. I think we're still going to call it the Great Majority, aren't we? I like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like we probably that. put about five or six tracks on. Some you've already heard, I think, but we've got quite a few just in stock now. So we'll probably release that early October. Excellent. What's yeah. the, what, what, what can we expect then stylistically um, um, from you on that EP? The stories. All our songs tell a story. To me, if a song doesn't tell a story, I'm not invested in it. So it has to mean something. It's not just a collection of words that fit around music. Um, so that's where I am with it. If, if songs tell a story, then I can really get into the performance of it. If they don't, not so much. So all our songs do actually tell a story. Where do you get your inspiration from, Debbie? I, I read a lot. I get a lot of inspiration from things I read. Um, obviously, I get inspiration from other songs, other musicians, but um, I tend to take my inspiration from other places for my lyrics. Um, so they can come from anything. Um, I read a lot of horror. I'm a big horror reader, so um, some of my inspiration comes from that. I'm a big horror Watcher as well. Dead Speak was Dead Speak was based, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The word Dead Speak actually came from a Brian Lumley uh, novel called Necroscope um, from the whole series. One of the books is called Dead Speak. And we actually asked asked their permission, didn't we, Mm. before we released it. And they they liked it. Um, Life in general, you know. Yeah. Uh, like with your lemons, I tend to write songs about it. So I don't. I, I honestly don't find inspiration in very happy events, but tend to find inspiration in horrific events or horrific stories and things like that. Not always, but that's where a lot mm. of it comes from. 
Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. I think all the songs will be different, won't they? That's, that's one thing I was going to say. They're all very different. Yeah. But it's us. Mm. It's our style, and you can just you'd be able to tell straight away. It's it's all it's us. It's yeah. very it's all very personal. Mm. If that makes any sense, the lyrics are personal. Um, every musical part of what we do is very personal to that musician, and I think that's why our sound is quite unique, don't you? Mm-hmm. I have yeah. to say, it's very, it's in a very eclectic, for the songs that you've released so far, I'm hearing Pat Benatar, but there's another singer, and, I, and Katie Pearson from um, uh, from the B-52s came in, and then you move to a song like Rise, which has got Sabbath, Audio Slave, so it's going to be, it'll be interesting for uh, when you play live, where you see, you know, a lot of people, the, the sort of pop, poppy melodic um, material and then the real riffy stuff so you're it's it's an it's a very uh, expansive sound that you guys have it's really good I think the reason for that is we, we've all come from very musical different musical backgrounds so I started when I was about 11 years old singing in musical theatre and then moved on to joining covers bands as a teenager and stuff like that and I think we all come from very different musical backgrounds in that way. And we've just sort of put it all in a big mixer and mixed it all together and see what comes out, really. Mm, yeah. Definitely. I mean, the EP will be, if you think it's eclectic what we've done so far, I think the EP is just going to throw it all in the air again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, these songs nobody's heard yet that we've done, like Monster. Mm, disintegrate. Uh, disintegrate and the power. All very, very different to each other. Mm. And not like anything else we've done either. So no, I'm, quite, I'm really not, yeah. excited for people to hear that as well just to show that we've got lots of strings to our bow, you know, we're not just being pigeonholed in one genre mm. sort of thing. I so. think we'll appeal to a very wide audience. Like, yeah. Different oh, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, like, it's good crossover, isn't it? Yeah. To, I mean, we, we could play, well, it'd be very nice to be able to play these, but we could play Download, we could play Reading, we could play Glastonbury, couldn't yeah. we? I think we'd fit in. Yeah. Mm. And we've got that like, good crossover. I think as well, we all listen to very different music, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, when we first met, we met at a little tiny little festival, didn't we, where mm. you guys were playing and I was playing on my own. And obviously the stuff I was playing wasn't anything like these guys would listen to and, and probably the same the other way around, really. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. Um, and that's why it, it's like it is, I think. We've just allowed it to become what it is rather than try and pigeonhole it into... Mm. Just let it you happen. Know, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So I've got a question to ask you then. Um, so whenever you're going to be traveling to all of the gigs that you're doing, and then obviously um, uh, the, the big shows in November, what are you going to play in the van then? Uh, if, uh, what, 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 what do you gravitate to as a band to listen to when you're in the van, when you're traveling together? Is there bands you have to listen to? So what, we do, what do you listen to? I listen to Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. all day. Led Zeppelin. All right. yeah. All day for yeah. me. Yeah, um, yeah. they've got some very, very, very sort of heavy stuff he listens to, doesn't he? Mm. The guitarist Dave, he listens to some you very do, heavy stuff. But yeah, very acquired uh, taste. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll probably be fighting over the uh, iTunes, won't we? Um, so in between now and then, you've got a video coming out um, for mm-hmm. the song Long Time Dead. Um, tell us about that. See, I'm getting the blame again. <laughs> Um, it's 90% complete, isn't it? Um, we just need to edit a couple of little bits, but I think within probably three or four weeks that should be out. 
I would guess. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Four or five weeks, yeah. But we'll be sort of building up to it and people will be knowing about it on the social media and the website. So I can't, I can't wait for everyone to hear that song as well. That's another very different... That is, uh, it's an absolute banger. I love it. I yeah, love it. A, I love it. It's a crowd bouncer, isn't it? Yeah, it and is, the opening yeah. riff, it's, yeah. it's not what you expect. No, it's not. But, uh, yeah, interesting video as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also a live-action video. We've not done that before. And I, I, I never realised how much work went into that. We filmed it around where we live, and it's... Hilly. Hilly. <laughs> Dynamic, yes. shall we say. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's, it's not flat. Yeah. So we went to some yeah. fairly extreme locations, didn't we? And it was cold. And we it, it was, was yeah. There was, there was times when I was supposed to be filming where I actually refused to get out of the car because it was so cool. So. Lots of swearing. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Moving on in between now and uh, the, the the dates later later in the year, can people see you live? Have you got any uh, any gigs planned between now and then? Is it the sixteenth? Yeah, yeah. Sheffield. are playing the Yorkshireman, um, which is a pretty good music venue in Sheffield by all accounts. Uh, we've got a band called Toehead supporting us. So yeah, um, and we've got a few more in the pipeline. Just kind of trying to fit it all in, really. It's just hectic, isn't it? And mm -hmm. trying to finish videos, finish recordings. Yeah, it's more important we, we get the EP sorted and get this video finished. Yeah. Um, but there will be there'll be gigs coming. We've we've mm. got stuff we're working on. But we're sort of we're hitting festivals next year. We're putting a lot of applications in for festivals at the moment, so I think that's start yeah. starting in um, in February, your you're playing at the uh, Planet Rock event, Winter's End. So we're playing that in February, down at Porth Call, yeah. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. They're, they're great festivals, good audience. Um, take plenty of merch. Uh, be prepared for having lots of photos and random chats with random people, and um, you'll have a great time. Fantastic. Yeah, good one. Really looking forward to that. When I think about you guys, I, uh, reading your bio... You've had a quite a meteoric rise, uh, formed in late 2019, just before good old COVID kicked in, um, and you recorded unconventionally in the main, uh, or is it conventional uh, these days with kind of recording and um, swapping sound files remotely? Um, would you agree? It's been a been a, been a quite a, quite a journey so far, and, and clearly more to come. Definitely, definitely mm. been a shocker, really. Um, Basically, we just started firing ideas at each other and it, we had a job finding a guitarist uh, before we got Dave. And um, I'd never done remote recording before. I had to buy all the equipment online with Nigel on the phone saying, yeah, order that, get that, you need that, plug that into that, do that, right, plug that into that, right, sing woman, and left me to it. <laughs> um, and that's, that's what we did. That's mm -hmm. how we started. So, yeah, very un unconventional, really. Mm. Um, and unconventional in, in that we're all very different musically. We've all done very different things. I mean, Rai's only 12, so that's very <laughs> unconventional. Um, He's only in the band to keep the average yeah, age yeah, down, yeah. hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> now I've been playing about, what old now? About 13 years or something. Okay. So, yeah, just started in school and just straight away just sort of fell in love with loud hitting loud drums let some frustration out as a young teenager hormonal teenager well the weird thing was as well wasn't it like yeah we'd met up before covid but we hadn't released anything before covid no. yeah so while covid was happening we were releasing songs while we weren't playing in a room together yeah yeah it was 
bizarre. Yeah. I've never done that. Never released a recording that we'd never played live. It's normally the other way around, but we never actually jammed them together yeah, as a just, band, yeah. don't we? It just put together yeah. separate parts, wasn't it? And you, I'll, I'll record this, I'll record that. Mm. There you go. It's done. I remember learning the songs afterwards, after yeah. we'd recorded them. I didn't actually know the songs. It was bizarre, wasn't yeah. it? The first song we wrote as a band properly was Dead Speak. Mm. Yeah. And we actually, I, I made a demo for it, sent it to Nige, and then we got that demo, and then we just basically started jamming it in the studio, and then it, it formed into Dead Speak almost immediately. It was yeah. it was weird. It was just like one rehearsal, and we've got this song, and it's really good, and we're all really into it. And it, so that was that was like the doors opening, really, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, becoming yeah, yeah. sort of the way we do things now. That's we, we tend to do things more that way now mm -hmm. uh, than so, before because we can. When we found Dave, and we started jamming with Dave, that that was the eye opener for me as well. That was like, wow, this is sounding really good. This is exactly the way I want to sound. You know. Um, so that was that was good, mm. um, but Dead Speak was the uh, for me that was the sort of stepping stone that we could do this. We yeah. should be playing festivals with this. We should be doing bigger gigs with this. Yeah. We're not a pub band, you know. Mm. I think that was the eye opener for mm. me. Really, that song. The first yeah. gig. Well, we 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 kind of. I don't think we're doubting ourselves, but we're a bit unsure, weren't we? Are we ready to go and play this yet? Because we wanted it absolutely spot on. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted a light show, right? We wanted yeah. all the. We do a lot of samples and segues and triggering stuff live, and we went all that right. And the first gig was just unbelievable, wasn't it? Absolutely. It just, we, we packed, we packed a, yeah. the local brewery out, probably about 150 there, and the response was just phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's what you're waiting for because we hadn't gigged as Untamed Silence before that. We loved it, but we might have stood on stage and done it all and had a mint light show, and everyone would be like, oh, lovely, what's that? Mm. But, but they were. They were moshing and everything, and we were like, "What's going on?" Well, it was, it was packed, amazing. It? Yeah. yeah, it really was amazing. Yeah. Really, the, the response you get quite a lot when we play live is clarity, how clear uh, how our, our sound is. That you, mm. you can pick everything out. Mm -hmm. It's not messy. It's not muddy. It's very clear. Like all of it. And there's, that's quite a popular response we get. Where are you going to go from here? What's what's next? And what's the ultimate dream? Main stage download. Pyramid Stage, Glastonbury. Main Stage download would yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, I mean Glastonbury for me because I've been mm. to Glastonbury a lot. Mm. Um, I, I like I, the second stage at download. I don't know what it. Something about it. I think you can get close up and it's a big sound. Mm. With the main stage, you can get too far back. I think you tend to lose the subs and things. But we always get close to the front. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd play <laughs> anything at download. I'd really. play that tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been phenomenal. But yeah, I think I think our place is festivals and dedicated music venues rather than just going out and grabbing a gig for the sake of it. We've, we've got to pick our gigs and be careful, haven't we? I yeah. like that. I like that we've we've all thought that. Mm. It's almost like a telepathy that none of us want to do do that. Just grab any gig. That's mm. that's not what we're about. We've I think we've got a big sound and I think we need a big audience really. Mm. Mm to really mash that sound out, don't you? Yeah, I, I think, think through so. big PA systems as well, yeah. I think we cut across well because we've got a big, heavy live sound, haven't we? We can we can reproduce what we do in the studio. We can pretty much, you know, with all technology I and everything. What, I think what Ryan said as well about clarity, it's very important to me that my vocals are clear 
that people, because each song tells a story, like I said earlier, it's very important to me that people can hear what I'm saying. Yeah. One thing, I th one thing that comes across with you guys is you've got great confidence, great self-belief. And I think, in my opinion, that's going to take you a long, long way because, as you said, you're not going to do gigs just for the sake of it. Uh, you've clearly got a plan. You clearly can picture your music, that's the right expression, through big systems, big audiences. I think that's a great a great kind of uh, ethos to have as a band, and that's going to take you a long way, I, I, I would hope. I'm really looking forward to seeing you um based on what you what you said today so um you know if i pop up at some of those gigs with uh saxon and the mighty diamond head you'll know why this felt different straight away and I, i'd never really been involved in anything that was writing original songs so that was a, a big difference but then when we start to build a song and it starts to sound really good i think to myself right that would sound really good at a festival or that sounds just as good as something that one of my favourite bands might have produced, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So I think that's where the confidence comes from because we can all hear it when we do it. When we when we build a new song and it, it starts to sound really good and I'm whistling it at home or whatever and, and you come back and think, oh, it's really hooky, that. I think we need to be aiming a bit higher with what we've mm. created. We, we do go out with a lot of gear, don't yeah, we? We, do. we go full-on production. We have a light and sound guy. And One of the things we talk about in the podcast is... Um, our love of the film Spinal Tap. If there's a new Spinal Tap movie coming out next year, I'd be interested to know, based on your experience, is there any Spinal Tap moments? Anything that's gone wrong? We were talking about this earlier. Mm. I remember I used to play in a, in a duo. We both played acoustic guitar. And uh, we turned up at, it was a mountain bike festival in the Dales. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of people there. It was about 300 people there, big marquee. And we were quite amazed, like, God, I hope we can make enough noise for this lot. And we just got onto the stage, which was all built of like hay bales and that. And it was really nice. Just got onto the stage and all the power went. No and it was, uh, we were about half an hour, people digging through the soil, trying to find where the wire was to plug it back in. And oh, it was an absolute <laughs> nightmare. And I ended up just stood on a bale in a field on my own, just playing zombie by the cranberries really loud on my, oh my <laughs> It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been electrocuted. Were you drunk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you survived though, Nigel. You survived, obviously. You survived, yes. I just remember, I don't know how it happened. I remember I had a drink in my hand. I, made, I was fretting the guitar. And we're waiting for a song to start. And I reached around, put my pint on the back of the PA speakers. And I don't know what I touched. But when I fretted my guitar, I got a belt on the Oof. guitar fretboard. And I hit the right note on the right timing on the intro to a song <laughs> by getting electrocuted it was unreal <laughs> um, there's a, a moral there somewhere i would like to thank all our families because we've had a lot of support from our families haven't we mm. you know Nigel's family have to put up with us lot turning up and making a <laughs> huge amount of row some days it's unbelievable um and when you're in a band it, it, it you're sharing your most intimate self with those people and your family have to sort of just let you do it, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that, that when you are with somebody that's a musician, you've got to understand that that is such an important part of their being that they can't not be that thing, mm -hmm. I think. And I think all our families that have a lot to put up with and will have mm -hmm. a fair bit to put up with coming up with us gigging and being away and all that type of thing. So I think we owe them a big thank you because the support we've had at our gigs and that as well from family and friends has been amazing. Aren't it? So mm. we we need Definitely, to say yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. Very good. All right. 
Untamed Silence, thank you very much. We wish you well. We'll see you on the road. All the best. Yes. I look forward to it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>